Hi everyone and welcome back to the FPL Reaction Pod with Dream Team Tonic and my co-host Max and what a crazy week it's been for me um, in terms of Twitter and personal life and I have to mention um, it because I just want to thank everyone for the reaction. It's a great time actually to discuss the Euros briefly um, as we're still in quite a, a, a important part of the FPL season so I put out a thread on Twitter earlier this week. It was an easy step-by-step guide in how to set up and play Euros fantasy football, uh, which starts next month. So we've still got plenty of time to um, discuss and brainstorm and, and and draft those teams up. So um, it's been a bit of a crazy response. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, for me personally, I wanted to carry on the community, uh, the podcast with you, Max, the blogs with Dream Team Tonic and, and everything involved in the usual FPL world when the season was over. And that's why I wanted to do it so much. And that's why I put out a thread to see how many people would sort of be interested in the numbers we we, we would have playing, actually. So, and it, it looks really, really exciting, actually. And obviously it gives us something to look forward to when the Premier League season is over. So from, from me and potentially you, Max, alongside Dream Team Tonic, um, I'll personally be We'll be bringing you a, a group chat, um, a private league for both the community and content creators, um, a Euros fantasy football podcast every match day, which is similar to every every game week in, in the EFF world, which is Euros fantasy football, a Euros blog, um, again with Dream Team Tonic, similar to the blog I already do with FPL. Um, from my own page, I'll be introducing pick three into the Euros, uh, the Euros fantasy football game, which is quite exciting um, in terms of that. So, and also I just want to mention that I'll be doing some articles now uh, with all about FPL for the EFF as well, who I joined this week and pushing on with them into next season. I'll be doing the odd uh, FPL article and, and obviously EFF content um, over the next month or so. So there's a lot of content lined up. And obviously I know, I understand that there's a lot of people who just want to break away from fantasy football. I, you know, I get that. I appreciate that. And I won't be forcing anyone to sort of forcing this down anyone's throat. So if you want a break, take a break. But, uh, but personally, I don't want one. So uh, this this is regarding the listeners, not you, Max. But it's, it's great to see actually, because since we've had everyone's been releasing more threads about the Euro fantasy football game, and now everyone's got a bit, a lot more, actually, of an understanding and, and, and took a lot more of an interest in it. So for me, before the, I did the thread, I was thinking I'm probably going to get a handful of people, but now there's there's thousands of people who are interested. I'm not saying that's because of me, but there's, there's we're now aware that there's thousands of people who are interested in the content and looking at, looking to do it themselves, which is really great. Um, Chimp Paradox, a, a close friend of mine, he's recently done a great thread. Um, so great accounts from different countries involved actually as well, and potentially already Finland and Denmark threads being covered from um, F- FPL Hanna, also on Twitter, you should know them, um, and, and at Viking underscore FPL. Um, from Denmark so so the ball is 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 rolling it is rolling there's plenty of time to go guys so I just thought I'd give you a little heads up on the pod of what what will be coming from me personally and potentially Max in the next few few weeks what do you make of it all Max and I've got to ask you how how you were this week so it's great to catch up as usual what do you make of this week um, the EFF yeah it's exciting um, I think it is a, com- a completely different ball game though because 
of course, we have normally focused on the Premier League. So there's, I think there's going to be a few weeks after the Premier League finishes where I will definitely have to kind of touch up on my knowledge from across, uh, across Europe because there's going to be a lot of players that I probably I don't know of as well. But yeah, it's definitely exciting. I think more having that break for some, like, it's, like you said, it's not for everyone. Sometimes a little break is kind of good. Um, I definitely, I don't think I'll be doing as much as you, Lewis. In terms, I know you, you've got what you said there. You've got quite a lot on, so <laughs> sounds yeah. sounds good. But um, I'll definitely be involved in terms of, like we said, the podcast as well. And uh, yeah, I think it's something that we can definitely get behind, and it will give us some some more kind of knowledge of of players that potentially might be coming to the Premier League next season. You've got you so you can look at it from that perspective as well, maybe from a a more of a scouting point of view. Um, but no, it's definitely exciting. I have, to be perfectly honest, I haven't drafted my team yet. The perfect, not even I haven't even bothered putting a few players together because I just I have no idea what I'm going to do at the moment. Even England's team, for example, is it's not set as at the moment. You don't know who he's going to. So yeah, I'm looking forward to picking my team now. And from what I understand from look, reviewing uh, some of the rules, it's very similar in terms of the point scoring to um to FPL. So. We will. It won't be too too difficult to understand, to be honest. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I think it should be good fun. Yeah, it's it's something different, isn't it? And it's it, there's there's a lot of um, fantasy games out there, um, which which we're aware of. You know, there's a, there's a lot out there, and there's also the Champions League one. But I think what makes the the Euros, uh, the EFF fantasy football for the Euros more special is is the fact that it is every couple of years so it's not a it's not it's not a regular thing it's a quite a um a short tournament within you know six weeks and it's it's sort of a nice little sort of feels like a holiday in 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 terms of fpl but it's not you know it's like it's hard to explain but interestingly i, I did look at a draft last night and i know this wasn't originally uh, part of the pod but do you want me to read my team out so far yeah go on let me guess you've got harry kane no, I haven't actually. So, you haven't. No. You haven't. You got. Gar- you must have Gareth Bale then. Sure. No, no, I haven't either. So I've got. I've gone for. Um, I've gone for Lukaku at front. Uh, Pu- uh, with Puki at front as well. So just the the, the three five two. So in midfield, Bruno Fernandez, Mason Mount, obviously, Jorginho, Kai Havertz, Jack Grealish, uh, Cancelo, Benucci, and Kufal. I'm on the bench, Kabak, Regulon, and Kiefer Moore for Wales. So I have got a bit of Welsh in there. Um, so it, it's not um, it, again. It's not. It's not an official team. There's a lot that can change uh, before that, and I don't want to touch upon the EFF too much because this is an FPL pod. Um, I just wanted to give a heads up in, in terms of what me and you are going to be doing anyway, Max. And, and and like you said, there's there's plenty of time yet to get to get stuck into the EFF anyway. So um, I think I think let's just get our focus back onto FPL, and um, because it's a really like I said, it's a really important part of the season and. With not long left and ranked targets out there that need to be met and mini league still still there to be won um a busy week with it being a triple game week as well which i mean it sounds crazy but yeah i think let's touch upon the games and and any assets that we've me and you have highlighted that i've played so far uh just a reminder that me and max can't do our usual pick three and dodgy differential because the game week is yet to finish um so, so let's just dive in. Uh, firstly, with Leicester versus Newcastle, and it was four um, two. I said two 0 and you said two one, Max. 
Ricardo started that game. Everton's got injured in the warm-up. And Willick returned. Willick scored uh, 1-0. Dermot made it 2-0. Wilson on the break made it 3-0. I think at this point, I was like, what is going on? Um, Wilson then made it 4-0. So, and then Willick actually pulled the hamstring, obviously, no pen intended, but probably not used to playing, not used to starting. He used to only playing five to ten minutes. So, I mean, Madison came off around the 75th. And, I mean, what a waste of time he's been. Um, Vardy scored. Uh, no, Vardy assisted Albrighton, sorry, um, to get one back. And Ian Acho, a goal out of absolutely nothing again. So I, I personally think Leicester were really awful and actually felt, although the two goals they scored were good strikes, they were quite soft and probably could have been stopped. So the way Leicester played made me, made me worry about holding any of their players going forward, actually, because they blanked next week and then they played the likes of Chelsea and Spurs. Um, Newcastle were good, don't get me wrong, and they were very quick to react to mistakes by Leicester, who were really, really poor. Um, they gave the ball away, they didn't create much, just just really bad. And again, looking to potentially offload the players now, although Acho, Ian Acho, sorry, did score again. Um, so thoughts on that one, Max? Crazy uh, match. Well, Willock had it again. The thing is, that the last couple of pods, I have mentioned Willock in a kind of jokely way about how I, I should get him. And now it's like, well, he continues to score, so it's not an actual bad shot if you were to get him, to be honest. But yeah, they do look much better, Newcastle, with um, St. Maxim and uh, Wilson. Um, I, yeah, like you said, I think Wilson's picked up an injury, which is unfortunate. He, um, he looked, Him and St. Maxim definitely making a difference to the team. I was, after this game, I did think, well, I've Leicester bottled it again, but of course, we'll touch upon the, the next Leicester game yeah. Um, soon. But yeah, they have... It was um, surprising from Leicester, but asset-wise, as you know, I've got Madison and I have lost patience with him now. But yeah, it's a frustrating result for Leicester, but fair play to Newcastle. They're kind of putting the results together recently and they look quite look quite decent. Yeah, I mean, it was great to get the Iheanacho goal as well, to be honest. It, it came sort of out of, out of nothing. Um, but let's move on to Spurs versus Leeds. So second game in, um, I mean... 3-1 to Leeds. Uh, I said 3-0. You said 4-2, Max. So, I mean, you, you sort of predicted quite Just a, a bit off. Yeah, a little bit off. Um, all the main assets started other than Rafina, who I think is, is close to a return or is fit now, actually, I heard today. So, I'll be keeping a close eye on Rafina. So, again, Bale, Kane, Son, Regalon, Bamford, Dallas, all starting. And I think a lot of free hitters went into this game, actually, um, without all of the above. So, I mean... It, it was it was worrying going into it for me because of the combined effect of ownership. So uh, a return for any of these players could have done some damage. And obviously a lot of them returning together, um, a serious amount of damage. So obviously I sold Kane for Bruno last week, which which was a good decision. I benched Dallas and and, and benched Red Bull on. So I only had Kane for this one. So Dallas scored the first goal, who was sat on my bench, obviously. Um, Son then scored, who I then saw, who I sold for Bruno, and Bamford scored, who I also sold. Um, he made it two one. Um, Rafina comes on and assists Rodrigo. So, so li- literally in terms of FPL, every player I sold or bench scored on that day, and Kane didn't do anything again, which is twice now. And I'm thinking, is that because he wants to go, or is he giving up, or is he is it just because he's not really involved in the play as much? So he did look a bit off in the. The final, I felt, in the Carabao Cup final. but Yeah, I remember you saying that, actually. I remember you touched upon that. 
In my opinion, though, similar to you, Lewis, I had Dallas and I benched him. Of course I did. <laughs> the only player I did, I also had, I've actually benched Kane for this game and I started Son. So that actually paid off for me because, of course, Son scored. But yeah, I thought it was that Dallas was a little bit lucky getting the goal because it kind of bounced to him, didn't it? But either way, it's a goal. And um, Leeds are looking sharp again, though. So now might be time to kind of get Bamford back in. Well, I'm definitely thinking of it. Um, yeah. But Deli Ali's looking sharp though, isn't he? And what is that? That's a positive for Spurs fans, and he's kind of linking up play quite well. So that could obviously imp- help Kane a bit more if he is struggling. But he's only had a couple, like I said, he's only had a couple of games where he's been a bit off. Still, obviously, top goal scorer still. So you can't you can't shut him out, shut him down just yet. No, and I think it's important that you've picked up upon, upon Son twice now over Kane, so you captain him in. Was it last last game week? And then obviously you've chose Son over Kane this week as well. And and obviously that's worked out both times. So so it's it's now a question of do do we need do we need Kane in our teams and could we just rely on Son with you know more effective points because Kane is so well owned? Yeah, it's a couple of extra million as as well that you could you could potentially save or invest elsewhere if you really want to. Because that, that, the point we're at now in the in the calendar now is do you, you either play it safe or do you really want to take the risk and I'm on the latter so yeah I think I am too uh, moving on to Crystal Palace versus Sheffield United I think there was quite a lot of people with Zahar and a lot went for punts like Bantake and Eze in this one so usually this would be a game no one would really pay much attention to and um, in the FPL community especially on Twitter it was quite an exciting one so Eze assisted uh, Bentake to make it 1-0 and Eze actually scored to make it 2-0. So, unfortunately for those who brought in Zaha, they, he, well, he blanked this week and obviously it was 2-0. Um, we both predicted that, so a correct, a correct score for both of us uh, there, Max. But again, a well done to Bentake owners and we'll move on to uh, more proof of that um, soon. But um, quick thoughts on that game, Max. I don't know how Gary Cahill got an assist there. <laughs> I mean, Eze ran the whole up for the pitch, didn't he? I mean, yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, I think if you gambled on, fair play to you if you gambled on um, Benteke and Eze there. I mean, I wanted someone in my mini league captain Eze and that's really paid off. So, yeah, anyone that did take the risk, well done, Matt. Well done there. Uh, moving on, actually, to Chelsea and City. So, no Mount in the squad, which is... Uh initially irritated because he was in my FPL team and obviously, you know, he, he's a, a mainstay in the Chelsea team at the moment. So I was quite surprised at seeing that. And then no Chilwell, which also suggests that they were both arrested because they haven't really got adequate replacements if injured. So for City, no KDB, Gundogan, Stones, Phone and Mares, as usual, the rotation merry-go-round continues there. So it seems like both teams don't really want to give up potential tactics and lineups looking ahead towards the Champions League final. Um, Sterling nicked the goal from Aguero's foot, which he didn't seem quite ha- too happy with. Uh, Mendy saved a panicker attempt from Aguero, which he later apologised on Twitter, actually. Um, and like, was it Luckman? But yeah, so yeah, equalised with a really good strike, actually. And crazy goal. Alonso won it in stoppage time, who I constantly um, slate. So again, sorry, Alonso, but um, a great winner. So a bit of a crazy game, to be honest. Arguably, City should have had a penalty from Zuma's tackle on Sterling. 
Um, but what's happened has happened. And at the moment, I can't really pick out any FPL assets, to be honest, going forward. Um, Rudiger blank, but still, you know, he's, he, he, he's pretty much a mainstay in that Chelsea back line. Only a couple of games to go. So, I mean, you'd probably want to use your transfers somewhere else anyway. And City didn't really show me much either. Um, other than a heavy rotation, but we'll look more at City um, towards our plans, actually, because with the Champions League dying down a little bit now, and we, we could see a, a, um, la- a much less of a rotation from Pep and City. So we were both wrong on the scoreline there, Max. What did you make of the game? Well, I think Aguero, he could put uh, City 2-0 up and he does that. I mean, it's... I would have been so frustrated if I was one of his teammates. But fair play to Chelsea, continually battling to the end. And it might give um, the Chelsea players even more confidence going into the Champions League final. But like you said, in terms of assets, it's a different, it's a difficult one because you could gamble on a, on a City player for the last, you know, the last uh, few games. But again, with Pep Roulette, it's still, it's still happening. You don't know who's going to play. And it's a very risky. Um, and like we saw, some of the Chelsea players kind of rested there, but I, it's a difficult one to pick assets out of that. So you, there's probably better teams with certain players that you could go for instead. Yeah. Um, Liverpool versus Southampton. Um, Yotta, Salah, Mane all started. Salah assisted Mane with a heavy goal. Thiago scored to make it 2-0. A few things to note is that for the third week in a row, Salah's missed a couple of big chances. And, and um, obviously... Jota, again, for the fourth week in a row now, has blanked but looked lively. Now, there's only so many times I can say looked lively until it gets a bit irritating. Um, I've jinxed him. I think I've jinxed him, Lewis, because I've brought him in since I've had him. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because when you when you see how good he does look on the pitch, you think um, he, could, he could blow up at any second. Um, so... It's it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, you can't you, you can't really sell out Yotta now with the with the fixtures um, remaining for Liverpool. You know, it, it would just be silly. So, I mean, to continue, um, Mane with another goal actually. So again, also could be an interesting differential to Salah. Maybe two goals in his past couple of weeks. And similar attacking returns starts to to Salah in the last six. And What's your make on Mane, obviously, because I know you've already had him, Max, and what would you make on the game in general? Because we both got the result right, um, but not the correct score. So what, what are your views? Mane was one of the... I, I'm trying to remember when I actually captained him, because you know when I captained him and it was like a... It was game week 31, I captained Mane and he got me two points. And now he's suddenly... He's battening, he's looking a bit more lively. I think it's... It's like you, like I said earlier. It's when you're when you're in your mini leagues now, and you're trying to gain rank, and you're trying to gain rank overall. Like you've probably maybe set yourself a target on where you want to be, and if you're gonna, if you're a bit behind that target, then going for a player like Marnie, and as you said, he's in form. He's getting, he's getting, he's converting chances more than Salah. I think it's a, a risk that's that's probably worth taking. Obviously, it depends on your current kind of team structure where you've got your money, um, where your money is at the moment. But yeah, definitely Mane is a, is a player that you could gain some rank probably if he continues how he is uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah, so I mean, he's an interesting option to to Salah as well. 
And let's breeze through the next one. Brighton versus Wolves. Uh, both sides made are not starting. Um, I'm not sure this game would be massively affected, massively affected anyone, to be honest, um, due to the fact that the ownership is is low of both these teams' players. Um, but Sice and Tomato alongside Valtman could have caused maybe a few problems. But um, but other than that, don't score in and then don't get in sent off where were pretty much my highlights. I found it quite funny, actually, because I did a thread on him a while back and then as soon as he scored, I sent this thread out saying, ah, you know, look at me, I did a great thread on Doak and he scored. And then five minutes later, he gets sent off. So, so I found that Five minutes later, you delete your previous tweet. <laughs> The threat is gone, but but yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the result, it you know it was it was two it was two one walls. Uh, Brighton with, with with ten men. Traore scored from a Fabio Silva assist. So no assets in that one, Max. What did you make of that one? I thought it was Dunk was a bit silly. Into I know Silva would have probably scored maybe if he didn't foul him, but either way, I think even if he did score, having him on the pitch, I think he could, they could, the team could have still you know, carried on doing well. Mm. So, yeah, Gibbs White, fair play to him. He, he made up for his mistake. I thought he, that chance he had, I think it was Triori that set him up earlier in the game and he missed it. And then, but yeah, he got, got the winner. But it, yeah, I didn't have any asset, well, size, but like like you said, not many people have high ownership in these games. So, yeah. it's probably moving forward, it's probably two teams where you probably won't be getting many of their players anyway. Exactly, or watching um, any of their games going forward unless they're in um, opposing assets teams, if you know what I mean. So Villa and United, actually, Bruno, Maguire, Shaw, Greenwood, Rashford, etc. started this one. So and it's important because everyone stocked up on the United assets as it was a triple game week. So huge, um, huge, huge first game for many managers out there and managed to land their first team in this one with no major rotation and and. So other than Cavani not starting, which would have stung a few people. I mean, both our captains started this one, Max, me, Bruno, you, Rashford. Um, Fiore scored um, straight away, actually, which was great for me because I didn't have any um, United defenders. Pogba went down for the Bruno penalty, so that was a really good moment for me. Uh, Bissaka assisted Greenwood. Uh, Greenwood goal, another great option uh, this week. Um, Rashford then assisted Cavani, who came on late. Uh, Watkins then got a red card. Who will miss then? Who will miss his next game um, tonight? So huge loss for owners actually, and, and really unlucky actually. I thought and Maguire also injured, so potentially could miss the next couple of games as well. So Maguire and Watkins in there. I mean, anyone with both. I mean, that's 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 a big big blow. Uh, I said two one. Uh, you went three 0 Max, and it was three one. So I mean, all the popular attacking assets returned. So. I imagine this would have been a fantastic game for most of the Twitter community. Uh, no clean sheet for United defenders, however. Um, an all-around good game for attacking points and captains, both for me and you, Max. Um, but what did you make of that? I was sitting behind the sofa, as, as a lot of people were, because of ownership of Bruno, not wanting him to score. Of course, he gets the he gets the bloody penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, to be honest, I didn't think he's he looked that, that good. But yeah, he he's got the penalty. Yeah, he did. Um, Cavani's movement, as as uh, Gary Neville touches upon on Sky Sports, I mean, he, the, to create the, I know Rashford, my player, assisted it, which was great because I was really worried I wouldn't get anything out of that game. But yeah, Cavani's movement for the goal was brilliant, and it looks like he's going to stay another season, which is um, is not a surprise really if if he does because he's you can see the goals he's getting and also the experience he can pass on to some players like you know like Rashford and, and Greenwood, but. 
overall, it was a kind of a good game to watch, and I'm a bit smug that I got rid of Watkins now. So <laughs> very lucky, yeah. Um, so West Ham and Everton, um, Godfrey assisted uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin to make it one 0 which was I thought was a great goal actually. And when DCL actually goes into those one on one situations, I've got really horrific memories of them getting into quite a lot as an old old owner um, at the start of the season and him missing them actually. So. So it was great for people who brought in Dominic Calvert-Lewin for the double, and I know me and you, Max, uh, both did. So West Ham created a lot of chances, I thought, from the flanks, but I felt that Everton always looked quite secure defensively in the first half, especially Mina. I think he was beating everything uh, away uh, constantly throughout the game, actually. And I mean, after the goal, I thought Everton were quite quiet and, and looked like they were playing on the counter-attack, um, which sort of carried on into the second half um, where West Ham, I thought, looked really dominant um, in terms of possession and control over the game and, and really attacking, crossing, just really pushing for that equaliser. But but again, Everton defended so well. And Antonio and Lingard looked OK. Um, I can't really write them both off um, individually. Uh, there's a lot of talk of Antonio um, being brought in to double attack their fixtures alongside Lingard in, an FP, in the FPL teams, but I'm not too sure that's my cup of tea, um, having a double West Ham attack. Um, I actually thought Kufal, um, 4.7 million, I've owned him before, he's, he's, he, he never used to be as attacking, but he looked so, so attacking. Uh, he actually hit the post, so for me, uh, he really stood out and, and has, has for the past couple of weeks. So but I do think it was more Everton being solid than West Ham poor. What did you make of that one, Max? Yeah, I think, like you said there about Everton being solid, I thought Allen made quite a big difference in the in the midfield. He was picking up them loose balls, restarting the play. I thought he he had a big impact and that helped the team attacking-wise as well. Um, but Lingard, yeah, he was a little unlucky to get the goal, but I'm glad, obviously, we have DCL. And he's looking, looking like he's perhaps going to return that, that form we've shown early in the season towards the finish off this season. Um, very close in the top kind of, um, five or six now in the league, so and obviously Everton and West Ham are both fighting for the for the for results to kind of get in that top as high as they possibly can. So it might be interesting to um to see how in their games they do play because they're probably they will probably go for it at times. So there's perhaps a likelihood of them getting done on the counter attack. So that's mm-hmm. one thing to perhaps consider um, in the remaining fixtures. Arsenal and West Brom. I'm going to let you cover this one, Max. Great win for Arsenal. Um, really good to see um, Saka be back in the attacking returns after so long without. Um, so, what was your take on that one? Yeah, we looked a bit. We looked a bit di- different in terms of our from a mental capacity, like <laughs> because we were we would um, a lot more. There was a lot more desire mentally. I thought we were a bit. We were a bit better in terms of how we played in comparison to that Europa League game. Saka was very unlucky not to get kind of three assists, to be honest, because I know he got the one assist, but he looked he looked good um, and we looked improved. Happy happy to see uh, uh, William get the goal. Um, but again, uh, the season's over for us now, so <laughs> there's not too too much to be happy about, but then I'll, I'll, we can touch upon a, another Arsenal game later mm. on. And... <laughs> And we, but yeah, in terms of Arsenal, I'm glad glad we got the win. Um, and we have got a couple of. I know we're blanking this 36, but we've got a 
couple of decent fixtures towards the end of the season, so it might be worth um, a couple of Arsenal assets maybe that you could go for. And obviously, um, obviously Pereira, Pereira, was it that scored? No, it was the um, what was this? It was the guy that come on. I can't remember his name now. He he come off the um, he come off the bench and literally we we just watched him. Um, we watched him just dribble past all our players. It was kind of it was a bit frustrating to be honest. Oh, it was no, it was Pereira. Sorry, it was Pereira. Yeah, I thought it was. Yes, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting mixed up. There was a player that come on, and I thought it was um, I thought it was him. What player that came on? It was, it was um, Diagna. Ah, uh, yeah. I was getting mixed up, but no. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we we let a few of their players. Yeah, that's it. We we let a few of their players run a bit uh, too long with the ball, but overall we, we got the win. So Burnley versus Fulham, I expected an open game in this one, to be honest. And whilst both teams were really attacking Fulham, just again failing to um, to be clinical enough. Um, and, and that was probably one of the biggest reasons they they were relegated, uh, relegated this, this season. And of course, Wood scores to make it 2-0, making that 49 points in his last six games. So an average of eight points. And again, another player alongside Pereira um, in the in the podcast that, that me and you have discussed um, before, Max. So uh, what did you make of that one on the assets? I thought Wood, obviously, he's looking, yeah. he's looking sharp again. And Fulham, though, it was so frustrating because I really actually wanted Fulham to kind of, to make it interesting towards the end of the season, you know, just... To, make it from a kind of neutral perspective who's obviously I support Arsenal so the relegation battle I'm not personally affected but like you said the clinical edge was just not there and it's been there all season it was like they were getting into the kind of final third and it just wouldn't they didn't really know what to do with it and it was very frustrating but Burnley looked to be fair Burnley looked quite solid to be honest and as I said for Wood um, he's, he's looking sharp and he's got the goal again Manchester United versus Leicester, so quite a seismic game for, I mean, with no, with no Madison, Ricardo, Bruno starting, along with them not starting, you had Wan-Bissaka, Shaw, Rashford, um, so a lot of a lot of changes from the last game, and, and, and I think we, we suspected that a few pointers for me personally, and in a game with high expectation, the, owners, the only winners really felt like Greenwood owners who back-to-back goals uh, in in two games you know he, he's he's really been quite a jam this week and which which is the complete opposite for Madison who came on again proved a big disappointment and I know including me and, and, and you a lot of people went for him um, considering his success last time in the team before the injury um, I mean a huge disappointment I would say in the next United game we'll probably see a full strength United in their third and final game, uh, game so a good result for Leicester, though, in terms of um, top four. But you got the result um, correct, uh, the, the the score correct, Max, in the two one Leicester, where I went for a one one draw. So and the and the and the Everton one and the Arsenal one, I think. No, no, you did. Yeah. Was it not the Arsenal one? I thought I got the Arsenal one right. No, it was both the you you got both the Arsenal game and the Everton game. Um, the reason I've not said it is because you've absolutely lashed me this week on the <laughs> score predictions. So. <laughs> So I was going to get to the end and say that, but it, it, I'm, oh, I'm trying being too cocky <laughs> because I've come back from two 0 down, Lewis, with the prediction. So I'm getting I'm a bit excited now. But it's free. Yeah, in terms of from my perspective of that game, Lewis, I thought I was similar, frustrated with Madison, 
Um, and obviously our assets, Rashford and Bruno, weren't starting. But from a defensive point of view, I thought United could have been a bit better. But again, Leicester perhaps haven't bottled it at all. With that result, you could argue that they're, they're still, well, they're still in the, you know, they're still up there now. So it's just a case yeah. of whether they can finish the season off. So Southampton versus Palace, just briefly on this one, it was important because Bantake scored um, in the second minute and, and it was also important because Zaha blank in the respect that not many people backed Bantake, but a lot of people backed Zaha. Um, obviously, it was great to see Danny Ings back back in the score, back on the score sheet with, with a brace, actually. So it doesn't look a bad shout, actually. Um, 13 points there and, and plays Fulham, Leeds and West Ham and, Many isn't exactly a problem at the moment, but really poor from Zaha um, over the double game week and a player I suggested actually. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite disappointed with, with, with that one, although I didn't own him personally. It was disappointing to see to see him get nothing from this, this game week. Um, thoughts on that one, Max? Benteke showing a bit of form again. I But like you said, it's funny you mentioned uh, Ings because I thought he looked sharp as well. And I think he might be worth a punt for the for the remaining fixtures. Um, the penalty was, of course, a big moment in the game. But yeah, I think um, some some of the Southampton assets are looking very um, enticing to me as well. So big one: Chelsea versus Arsenal. Um, no Mendy, Rudiger, Werner. It's a straightaway hurting a lot of teams, primarily with Mendy uh, not playing and Rudiger, and a lot of FPL teams. That is. Uh, no Lacazette for Arsenal in terms of starting the game anyway. So huge mistake by Jorginho. Um, gifted a chance and Aubameyang assisted Smith Rowe uh, to make it 1-0. Now, massive um, kudos to those that brought in Smith Rowe. So that's two goals in two. I think that made him the highest point scorer this week with 19 points. I could be wrong, but 4.2 million. So an amazing shout for anyone that that, that brought him in. I mean, Arsenal looked like they had a game plan and it, it, it sort of worked. I mean, other than the mistake, um, it didn't look like there would have been many goals in that in in that game last night. Um, we hit the crossbar twice in about one second, but I'm not actually sure that Hudson Adoy and Giroud helped uh, because it pushed our most creative attacking player in Mount back into a deeper holding midfield position. So I felt a bit like that was two shells shooting himself in the foot a little bit. Um, now, that could be a little, me being a little bit bitter as a Mason Mount owner, but I thought he looked great in the first half in terms of shots and and, and creating. Um, and I'm not saying, and I don't actually think Billy Gilmore looked that bad either. So I'm not too sure what two shell did there, but uh, we were both wrong. Actually, we both went with a draw. What did you make of that one, Max? I think it was just Arsenal being amazing, Lewis. Like, nah. <laughs> I think, to be fair, we. I'm not going to deny it you were you had a lot of chances I know you hit the bar twice and the only thing I could would say is encounter to some of the people that said oh you know that Chelsea was um maybe not as good as their clinicals they should have been I thought we defended quite um courageously in terms of the, we were quite a lot more committed defensively I felt and we were putting our bodies on the line and there was a few moments in the game where I felt we um had some good link-up play um, and like I, like I said on one of my tweets, it's the first time we've done the double in the league since 0304. So our season's over. And our, but I guess this, you can look at that as one, one positive to take from, from the league. And you could argue that that result has opened it up even more because a lot mm. of teams around that head of us, the, you know, the West Ham, Liverpool, they would have been hoping that we won that game. Um, and 
with a few results that may go our way or may not, you could argue we might have a sneak chance at Europa. But either way, it's not been amazing. But in terms of that game, I thought I thought we um, yeah we defended we defended well. But I had Saka as a as a player. I didn't think Saka had the best of games, but yeah, fair play to anyone that brought in Emil Smith Rowe because yeah, he, while it was a, a bit of a scuff shot, he's got yeah like you said he's got nineteen points, and I think that is the highest uh, overall. Great, um, great shout. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where we've got to um, currently this week. There's two games tonight. Uh, let's look at our teams so far and our, our, our points returned between our individual players. So Martinez, just the two points again this week so far of the game tonight. Um, I expected one or two more save points. Um, and actually, when Bruno stepped up to take the penalty, uh, Martinez had a 50% ownership. Similar to Bruno and that I captained him. So either way, I think the points would have been uh, sort of cancelled each other out. So it would have been great either way. Um, but yeah, Bruno scored. So so yeah, Dean six points actually surprised me that he kept the clean sheet in a way because West Ham felt I felt they were pretty relentless in the attack, uh, but just couldn't break Kevin down much like the Chelsea and um, Chelsea and Arsenal game last night. And again, he. Agree, you did defend well, and, and and so did Everton actually. And Dean, Dean did really well, and and surprised me again, uh, which 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 was good actually because they were my transfers: Dominic Carvalho and Dean. And we'll move on to DCL too. Ricardo Pereira, one point. Excited to see him start, and and then Leicester get beat, so a tough one. And obviously against United, he didn't play, um. So so knowing that Ricardo was going to let me down, and and he did actually let me down, um. It still doesn't stop it from. And Trent, seven points. Didn't look amazing going forward against Southampton, to be honest, but kept the clean sheet and got a bonus point, which is um, which is a bonus. And so I'm more than happy with that because, you know, he's he's, he's still got a big game against United left tonight. Uh, Bruno Captain, uh, 22 points. Can't really argue with that because he, he played one, scored a penalty, took bonus points and then came on for a brief um, a, a brief few minutes um, in, in the game against Leicester. So 22 points so far, not bad. I'm happy with that. Um, as long as he plays tonight and performs tonight. Um, Yota, three points. Um, we are getting into a consistently bad midfield at the moment in my team. And you could maybe say the same, Max, but three points. It's just not good enough. Um, and again, we'll move on to two more players who, again, weren't good enough. So Madison, three points again. Um, not living up to the hype, to be honest, the second time round. Um, did the first, but yeah, disappointing. Um, Mount, it, it, it was annoying because he didn't play the first game against City. Um, whether whether he would have returned or not is, is, is you know, debatable, but he looked really good against Arsenal last night, I thought. And, and obviously when his role, when Tuchel changed his role to a deeper lying role in midfield, he was nowhere near the ball other than the corners, which I almost felt that he could have got close to one of the corners, but a few of them were actually quite poor. Um, Kane, two points, annoying because I got rid of Son and kept Kane. Um, and like you, who did the, you know, who was vice versa, but I can't complain because Son was switched to Bruno. So, I mean, a poor, a poor game for Kane and Tottenham general, um, which moves us on to Ian Acho, uh, nine points against Newcastle and a couple of points against United. Not, not a bad, not a bad double game week, sort of what I expected from Ian Acho actually, and 
that moves us on to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who was part of my minus eight this week and got a nine points. So he's already paid that back on his own and didn't actually do much after the goal, but a, a great return either way in a game against Villa, who, who are shipping a lot of goals at the moment. Um, and, and that will be played tonight. So very disappointing week again, to be honest, Max. So 66 points and another red arrow so far. So 670k, so quite a steep drop again, which is awful. Um, even for my first season, I, I feel. But with Martinez, Dean, Trent, Bruno Captain, Yotun, Dominic Carlton, I feel I could probably still turn it around. And um, you're probably in a similar position, um, Max. So how are you doing this week? Yeah, um, a few players in today's game as, um, as well. So there is potential to turn it round, but not an amazing week. Um, if I go with my goalkeeper, so Melier, two points. And of course, he didn't keep the clean sheet. And surprisingly, he didn't get me any save points this week, which is unusual because he's normally he normally gets me a couple. Mm. Um, Robertson in defence got me six points. I've had him pretty... I think I've had him all season. I think he's one of the only players that might might have been in my team from the start and he hasn't obviously hasn't done the same as what he what he did last season but yeah I think that the kind of Van Dyke miss gone missing has has made an impact has impacted his returns I believe um Rudiger two points frustrating because I have Dallas on the bench who got me nine and then he didn't play against Arsenal of course uh Luke Shaw another two points so when you were saying about the Villa scoring, it was very much for me the opposite. I I was frustrated. I was hoping he would get forward a bit. There was a few times he overlapped on the on the um, wing, yeah, where he could have got something, but yeah, it didn't, just didn't happen. Um, if I move on to Yota, another frustrating own. Like you said, since I've had him, he hasn't done anything. Um, three points is, is is not really what what I'm looking for. Of course, uh, Rashford is cap was my captain. Um, I need something tonight. I need, he got me, so he's got me 12 points. Um, he's got the assist and he came off that little cameo, uh, similar to Bruno in the last game. But yeah, I really, I think if he does well, he, he could impact me. Um, he could really help me in terms of rank because I'm not, obviously he's not as well owned as um, as Bruno. And then if I move on to Mr. Madison, he's, uh, he, he is frustrating because we both had him Obviously, we both had him before his injury, yeah. and I think just before his injury, he got I think a nine. He returned in like five game weeks in in a row, I think. Um, but yeah, three points is it's just not good enough. Um, and I, he is looking to be. I think he may be on the way out for me. Uh, Son in midfield got me seven points. So yeah, like we said earlier in the pod, he's he's kind of returned for me in the last couple of weeks, which I'm happy with. Um, Ian Acho and DCR up top, so both with nine pointers. So both, I'm happy with with their uh, returns. Um, hopefully DCL can um, do something against Villa. But unfortunately, yes, it's not a great point score with 63 points, which has dropped me um, 60k, which is quite big to be honest. And that's dropped me just uh, below, um, just above 900k again, which is frustrating. And this season has been very annoying, but it is. Um, it is is what it is at the moment. I need to try and make some rank gain towards the um towards the end of the season, and we move on from there. Great. So this, I mean, well, not great because we're both having uh, bad ones so far. But I mean, we've got a lot of potential tonight, um, and so hopefully, uh, 
you know we can we can get that turned around um in in tonight's double bill um so let's just look ahead to game week 36 and get our predictions locked in so blanking actually this week um our chelsea leicester arsenal and united and we'll see what that means for our teams after we've discussed the games in game week 36 so let's just lock our predictions in quickly max for the the following game so Newcastle versus City. Now, I'm expecting a full-strength City um, with the players they usually leave out um, and rest, like KDB, um, Gundogan, Mahrez, Foden. So we could see a bit of a pace in. Now, Newcastle are safe, and I'm not too sure how they'll, how much they'll put into this game. Uh, so I've gone for a 4-0 uh, Man City here. I've gone for the complete opposite. I've gone for a 1-0 draw. Wow. Which is, which is a surprise, but yeah, I, I've gone for something different this week. I, I, Newcastle are playing well, so. I'm glad you're getting fine. risky, because uh, this three two needs to get turned around. Um, so Burnley and Leeds, I'm actually expecting this to be a really good game. Uh, Burnley are in form. Leeds have dropped off a little bit as of late against the weak teams, especially. Um, but with Rafinha now fit, I mean, we could see a lot of goals. So I've gone for a two-two draw. I've gone for a 2-0 win for Leeds. I think Leeds have, yeah, it looks like they, they might start returning again with the win against Tottenham. So that's why I've come for that result. Southampton versus Fulham. Um, I'm not too sure what type of game we'll see here uh, with Fulham already down so and, and Southampton safe. So just to base it on quality and form, I've gone for a 1-0 Southampton win. Telepathic list. I've also gone for a 1-0 Southampton. Yeah, Fulham so, yeah, I think. Score. Fulham can't, they're not attacking very well, are they? And, no. and I think they're looking to try and have some pride towards the end of the season as well, so they won't be want to get smashed in. Brighton versus West Ham. It could be a really tough game for West Ham, usually. Um, but Brighton um, have lost Dunk through the red card, and they've also lost Feldman from being injured. So I think a 2-0 um, comfortable West Ham win. I've gone for a 2-1 uh, West Ham. I think with Dunk out, that could cause some some problems. Yeah. Also, they've got Mope as as well. So yeah, that I think West Ham also will be wanting to obviously with the remaining uh, games of the season try and finish as high as possible. So Villa and Crystal Palace. Um, I expect this to be quite tight actually. Um, overall, I still feel like Villa have got a better team. So for the first time in a long time, actually, I'm going to back the Aston Villa win in a two-one win over Palace. I've gone for a two-all draw. Mr. Benteke, he is, uh, mm. he's been playing well and he's looked like he, he's looked a bit more lively, a bit more sharp. So I'm, that's why I've gone for that. And obviously, as he's playing well, and maybe Zaha might actually decide to turn up for the people that are backing him. So yeah, that's why I've gone for a two-all. Okay, Spurs versus Wolves. Um, I really think Spurs could do some damage here. Wolves aren't great, although they beat Brighton last match. It, did take a red card for them to win that, I think. Um, Tottenham probably looking to doubt a bit of revenge on a weaker team after the uh, after the Leeds game last match. And I imagine all the all the um firing options will be on Bale, Kane, Son. So I've gone for a three 0 Spurs. I've gone for a three one Spurs. Similar reasons to you to be honest. I think Spurs will will come out strong and Wolves haven't been the best. Okay, they won the won last game, but I think Spurs will have enough attacking quality to, to cause them problems and win the game. 
Liverpool versus West Brom. So on my on our last pod, actually, we we sort of added this on just in case Liverpool doubled against West Brom. So I went with a four-one. What did you go, Max? Again, four-nil. I'm not sure if that was the same what I predicted before, but I think yeah. This the thing is, it's easy for, and it's when you're predicting. I think the arguments I'm using at the moment are they want to finish as high as possible, but I think. Mm-hmm. That that is a that, while it's a cliche kind of reason, it is a genuine reason that Liverpool. Can you imagine if they do not even qualify for the Europa? I mean, yeah. they've gone from winning the Champions League a couple of years ago to yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Pressures on, pressures on. Mm. Everton versus Sheffield United. I can't see anything other than an Everton win here, to be honest. And and after how good Everton were defensively against West Ham, I'm not seeing Sheffield United scoring. Um, who are already relegated. So I've gone for 2-0 Everton. I've gone for 3-0 Everton. Um, yeah, I, I said in earlier that Alan has kind of had an impact and I think he could cause that, that a lot of them um, from getting the ball back early on and winning them, winning them battles in the uh, 50-50s. I think that could cause problems from a um, defensive point of view for Sheffield United because they're going to have to deal with um, Everton having a lot of the ball. Yep, so that's our um, that's our predictions locked in, actually, for, for the next game week. Now, it's quite a small game week. It's it's There's actually, like I said before, it's a blank game week. So the game week, coach, actually, only it starts on Saturday at half 12 and finishes at 7 o'clock on a Sunday. So nice to get a quick turnaround on a game week, I suppose, and, 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 and still a lot of football to watch. And obviously, as we know, the... the, the, the game week that proceeds after that is on the Tuesday so nice little quick turnaround so with that in mind um, let's let's just dive into game week 36 pounds and again a bit awkward I imagine um, this week for many um, because of obviously so many uh, so many big teams blank don't they so I mean again you know Chelsea, Leicester, United these these are teams that we've just had quite a lot of um, FPL assets in so looking at Captaincies, transfers, and our lineups going into the blank week. Um, I feel like I'm not looking pretty good now. Originally, I was thinking of a Bruno and Madison out to Salah and Rafina, um, and that could still happen. Although I'm now thinking Bruno and Madison to maybe Son back in and and Mares to Son because always, you know, although he. I keep bringing him in and out. I just can't really question his form. It's been really good. Whereas Salah's not been amazing, has he? I feel although Liverpool's fixtures are really good. Um, if you know, if, I could be better off without Son, and he's a lot cheaper. So it's a tough one. It, so I mean, going with Son over Salah also gives me the money to do Madison to Morris now. Morris, Morris. Yeah, yeah, interesting actually because um, Morris could now be an option, and him, him and Foden actually have sort of popped into my mind this week. So obviously there was, there's been a lot of Champions League football, so perhaps had to rotate now. Now it's back to it's back to obviously um, a game every so often, and 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 Man City against Newcastle. There's so much potential there now. There was a, if you look at the period when Mares was actually um, playing quite often in the Premier League, so uh, from game week twenty four to twenty seven, um, he 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 had one point 
uh, which he was just an appearance. And then he hit nine points, seven points, five points, 12 points, 18 points. So when he's playing, he returns a lot of points. Now, the key word there is when, um, and obviously it's it's been a bit of a nightmare to predict the City lineup all season. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard also not to look at Foden because similar similar to Mares, you know, he, he's he he's rested quite a lot. He comes in, he can, you know, he can get double digit hauls, but then obviously he, for me, probably Mares nips nips Foden um, just because of returns and ex- of because of explosiveness. Um, I just feel like he, he could really be an option uh, this week. So again, plans are uh, pretty pretty quite split and. If I went with the latter, I could end up with a four-four-two. So, playing, um, playing with with both alternative scenarios. Martinez against Crystal Palace, so chances of a clean sheet could be there. Uh, Dean against Sheffield United, um, easily uh, grab a clean sheet there, and obviously has the potential um, to get an attacking return. Uh, again, Regulon, um, similar to to Dean. Uh, Great opportunity to get a clean sheet and attacking return. So of course he plays. Uh, Trent again, similar to Regulon Dean. You know that's that's three play three defenders uh, who look set for a clean sheet and the potential attacking return. But we'll see. Now I'm not too sure about the last option. It's Dallas. Um, he plays Burnley. See every time I play Dallas, he doesn't score and doesn't return points. But when I don't play him, he scores and returns points. So. It's a tough one, but I think I'll play Dallas against Burnley just in case. Um, Lingard versus Brighton could have a great game. Been really quiet now for the past two games, which is fine because he was on the bench for one of them. Um, and again, the Brighton back line missing key players. Um, moving on to Yotta, can't really do anything about him. Um, and against West Brom, if I don't have Salah, he sort of needs to start just in case now. The next one is Son slash Salah versus Wolves slash West Brom. Again, two great options, two great fixtures to attack. It's just a case of who 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 I think are gonna who who I think is gonna return more points and, and combine that with uh, the Mares Rafina option. So obviously if Salah came in, the money would only be there for Rafina, who could easily outscore Mares, um, who would come in if Son came in instead of Salah. So really confusing at the moment. It's hard to get my head round, uh, but it could well sway each way. Um, and Kane, straightforward, starts against Wolves. Dominic Carver-Lewin again, straightforward. Sheffield United. Uh, in terms of captaincy, it could sit on any player in my team. It, it really could. Um, all 11 players in my team have great fixtures. Now, take away the obvious um, fact that I don't tend to captain defenders that's you know that's that's still six players that could get the armband now I imagine it will be either Salah or Mares who takes the armband um so quite split but then it could also be it could also likely be Dominic Carver-Lewin or Kane so yeah again really quite split so just to go over my team anyway um Martinez Dean Requilon Trent Dallas Lingard, Yotta, uh, Kane, and Dominic Carver. Um, either Son 
and Mares or Salah and Rafina. So that's me. Um, my, my lineup will be again usually be confirmed um, with my blog with Dream Team Tonic as usual. Um, so that's to be honest. I don't usually sway too far from from what I say on the pod in terms of where my team will go in, in regards to transfers. So. So, yeah, it's a tough choice, um, but I need to be quick making it because the new game week starts tomorrow. Um, how are you looking, Max? I'm not looking as good as you, Lewis, to be honest. I'm on a completely different uh, different issues to you. I, I'm more of a um, fielding as many as I can kind of game week. Um, currently, I've got... So, players that aren't playing at the moment for, the, for, the, for this game week is Rashford, Saka, Madison... Iheanacho, Rudiger, Shaw. So currently, I've I'll, I'll reveal my site. So currently, I've got Melier in goal. I've got Robertson, Dallas, Sice, Yota, Son, Kane, and Calvert Lewin. So that gives me eight players. Now, I am looking. Obviously, I'm looking to make. I'm planning to fill ten. So I'll take a minus four. Um, yeah. I will. I Nacho Iheanacho is looking to go out. I've said earlier that in the pod that Bamford, I felt Bamford has looked quite good. So I'm going to go for, go for that's going to be the likely transfer there. And Madison, while I could arguably go try and, you know, get rid of Rashford and I'll have a bit more money to go elsewhere, but I'm, I've lost my patience now with Madison. So I'm yeah. going to get rid of Madison. And the, the pro, I think my, my decision this week will be Ward Prowse. Um, only what kind of edged that was because like I mentioned with Danny Ings, I felt Danny Ings has looked sharp this last game. And of course that gives um, Ward Prowse more assist potential as well. And he's been, obviously he's been getting goals. He, he takes the free kicks, he takes the penalties and he, he, he gets the goals any anyway, even without Ings. So yeah, I've, yeah. Oh, that's why I'm going to, that looks like that's going to be my two transfers. So that will fill 10. Of course, it's not ideal. You want 11 players, but the way it's worked out for me. I mean, you. one way you can look at it is the fact that this game, the game week is still um, still going on. If you've had like three, play, three teams playing, then you, you've kind of offset that some a little bit. But then, of course, uh, some of the players have been have been dropped for one of those games. But yeah, it's uh, kind of, uh, as they say, swings and roundabouts. But yeah, I'm looking to, to fill 10 for that, for that, um, for that, for the game week 36. And Son will be my captain. I'm going to back Son again. Nice. So, yeah, 10 players this game week. Uh, not ideal, but hopefully I've I've filled the best the best players I possibly can. So, I mean, in terms of um, hit, we're both taking a minus four. You've gone for a Son captain. Um, any more options in your team that could get the captaincy this week? Or are you, are you, pretty, are you pretty nailed on Son? Well, the thing is, because I'm... I'm obviously looking to gain rank and Harry Kane and Calvert-Lewin are two players that are, you know, they've got the more than enough potential to score against Sheffield United and Wolves and they're good fixtures for them. But realistically, what, of course, what will I gain more out of a midfielder score? And so that's what's kind of prompted Son. We've, I know we've discussed Yota earlier on. He, for me, is a bit too risky, but purely on the basis that is he guaranteed to start and also, He's not been scoring. So with the fact that Son looks in form um, against the Wolves side, that's kind of been a little bit dodgy recently. That's why, yeah, that's what kind of my decision is near enough set on Son, to be honest, mate. 
are you going to be publishing a blog this week then or yeah yeah Yeah. i'll be i'll be obviously i'll be finalizing my with dream team tonic finalizing my team again um whether i'll make any sometimes it's before the blog's released i can be a bit you you don't know what's going to (laughs) happen it can be a um because I don't always confirm, obviously, on, on this pod whether yeah. my final decision, but I, it looks like the captain is pretty pretty um, nailed on there. So um, that's that says locked in for well, this that says um, with our, with our potential lineups this week, and obviously, like Max just said, we'll um, we'll update our blogs with with uh, the the changes. So a new week means a new a new game of pick three and as i said I, I, we can't announce a winner for game week 35 because we're still playing so if you haven't played before again you and you're a new listener you um you pick three players who you think will accumulate the most points um in in that particular game week um and i will post out and and, and this week it's going to be quite a quick fire back to back so I will announce the, the the winner tomorrow morning, Friday morning, and immediately straight after that, um, open a new round, uh, open a new round for pick three, um, and and obviously the winner of that gets a shout out on the pod, um, and a shout out on on, on Twitter as well, um. So so I've gone for um Mares this week. I've come for Yotta, and I've come for Regulon again. Um, That's some interesting picks there, Lewis. Very interesting because Yotta's getting on my nerves, but but I I just feel he'll I feel he'll miss tonight against United, and then I I, I think he'll play against West Brom. Um, you know what? I did actually receive a pop up on my phone that with the Liverpool lineup, but normally it's an hour before, isn't it? That that um, I yesterday it surely hasn't come. Yeah, I received. I I don't know whether I was going crazy. I received a lineup for the for the Liverpool. Uh, uh, maybe it was. I don't know what was happening, but it it received a lineup for the Liverpool United. Game. Yeah, and Yossa was on the bench. <laughs> so Strange. maybe you're right there. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm. May, maybe I'm going sooner. I don't know. But shall I get on to my pick three, Lewis? Uh, yeah, yeah. So mine again, Morris, Yotta, and I'm on for this week. What about you, Max? I think if them three do well, you are definitely going to be ahead. But um, yeah, my three are Zaha, DCL and Son, a little bit safer. Um, but yeah, uh, I know Zaha hasn't performed these last couple of games, but I feel like he's got it in him. He's got the talent. OK, um, it's your part of the pod now, Max. So your dodgy differential and differential for the week ahead. Obviously, again, you couldn't. Well, uh... actually, you say that I can. Because my based upon the fact that my dodgy differential and my differential already played, oh, so I, okay. I can. I, so Havertz, Havertz was my dodgy differential, and of course he didn't do anything. So I, I, to be honest, I could not believe when he was running through on goal and, and he's. <laughs> I think if you if you get some of your players playing well, in, I know he's done well recently, but players like Werner and they're like if they got clinical next season, it could be big concern for all the other teams but yeah so he didn't do anything he was my dodgy differential um and the differential was wood so both calls right this week and for anyone that doesn't know what i'm talking about at all when i say dodgy differential um dodgy differential is kind of a thing that i've been doing for a while now and it's a player that is somewhat a little bit risky he's a bit dodgy he perhaps is a player that's not well owned um could be kind of key to your rank game but is 
is like I, like in the name a bit dodgy uh, differential that you might want to take a risk on. And sometimes these calls, as as I've as you've seen Lewis in the previous pod, sometimes they go my way, sometimes they don't. But this mm. week I got it right. And obviously differential, we all know what differential is, um, and the differential call was right as well with Wood. So if I go on to this week now and. So on this week's dodgy differential. So this week's dodgy differential is Ben Rama from West Ham. Now he he's looked, and I know a lot of commentators have been saying about him. Hi, he he looks so he looks so like a clinical. He looks like he, he could score any moment. You know he's creating the chances because on the ball he's very good. Mm. But this season he's got five assists all season, and he's got one assist in the last ten. Now he might have looked dangerous, but for me he's a risky pick. Perhaps he could be. A, Key to your rank gainer if he if this call is wrong and he does well, but for me he's a bit dodgy, which is why he's this week's um dodgy differential. Now the differential of the week. Now originally you might not want to hear this, Lewis, and to be honest, you don't need to listen to me anyway. But I was going to go with Mares, but he has a, he, he has only played uh, was it two of his last six, and he hasn't returned in no gains. So for me, it was a bit too risky to name as the differential for this week. On the other hand, if he does start. As we've seen in the Champions League, it's more than capable of scoring. So yeah. that's why I didn't go for him as the differential though for this week. The reason I've gone for someone else is because I feel this player is you've seen what you did in the last games. This player is Ings, Danny Ings. Now he's still at differential percentage ownership. He's at five point nine percent. Um his last six he's got four goals and, and an assist. And two of them games he was out for. He didn't play. Um so I feel that this week he, he is another player that if you want to towards the end of the season, like I said, if you're behind in your mini-league or behind in rank in general when you want to be, he might be worth the risk. So, yeah, they're, they're the two players I've named uh, uh, as a dodgy differential and differential for this week. So, another um, successful week uh, with your dodgy differential and differential, Max? Yeah, a couple of, couple of correct calls. Um, to be honest, I was off... I was really hoping that Havers, just because of the fact I support Arsenal, so it was two two things I would get reasons why I didn't want him to score against us. But yeah, but right this week, um, like I said, it'd be I'm looking forward to doing it next season as well, and just to see because it's going to be a kind of a different ball game when you've got 38 game weeks to, <laughs> to know dodgy differentials and differentials. But good fun, and yeah, happy to get the results right this week. It'd be interesting to know, Max, as well. Probably some of the listeners are probably interested to know if you're going to be using your dodgy differential differential in the Euros game um, on the pod. That, Lewis, is something I haven't actually considered at the moment. Do you know what? That is a good shout, though, because I feel like it can... It's always tricky, though, at the start, isn't it? Because you've got players where, when you go into the Euros, it's a completely different, um, completely different tournament. It's a... Yeah, it's play, playing internationally is is completely different, and sometimes when you first start, a player that could that say differential, as just the way it runs sometimes, could soon be not a differential anymore because he scores in the first game week, and then suddenly everyone jumps on the bandwagon and gets him. So I, I will definitely consider it, and I'll be uh, I'll of course let you guys know because obviously there's still some time um, before for the Euros, so I'll, I'll let you guys know in uh, in advance. Yeah, still plenty of time left. Um, I again, you know that I'll be doing the. the You're doing the pick three, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun. I think it'll be um a fun the the concept of the Euros in in general and doing the content will probably be fun over you know over that sort of summer period. Um, again, a lot of people like to sort of you know they want to they want to use that time to to chill out, not have 
not making content, you know, just just sort of relax and, and, and enjoy football because sometimes it is difficult to actually enjoy football when you've got so many other things going on in your head. Now, obviously, I understand why people would, would have the option of, of, of not playing, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And um, and it'll be good. It's it'll, it's great to know that you you're going to be in the pod um, with me, Max, uh, for for the Euros at least. Anyway, um, now I mean, there's there's plenty of time until then, you know. So so this you know this a, a lot can happen. Um, it's it's also worth mentioning that the um, everyone involved in the Champions League um, final, Chelsea players and Man City players. Um, they're, I think they're going to be going over a little bit later because of the Champions League final. So, you know, that's a lot of um, a lot of options that, that that are going to be missing potentially for the first game. Anyway, um, but yeah, so your your initial thoughts on the Euros, Max? Again, um, are you are you again? Are you sort of looking? Is that something you're looking forward to or not really focusing on just yet? Oh, I'm definitely going to have a team, and I think it will be quite fun. Originally, like I said to you, it was a kind of you don't know how many, because um, of the, the kind of flurry of games and the way the kind of fixture schedule is for, for the Euros, it can be quite intense. But like we said, um, I think it'd be very good for kind of for us for us to do it and for me to do because I think it's quite interesting to see. It could be a good way to scout for assets to see for the future for players that might be coming over um, to the Premier League, and also it's good fun, good fun to do. And I want. I'm a, I'm competitive as everyone else is and want to want to try and do as well as possible. Yeah, and it's I mean they're they're quite quick turnarounds as well. So this is quite a again it may seem a little bit intense. So March day uh, March day one is from the 11th of June to the 15th of June. Now that it's important because March day two starts a day after on the 16th of June to the to the 19th of June, and then obviously a day after starts the third day. So it's quite intense, but it's it's also different and it's short, so it might just sort of be that extra bit of um, bit of excitement because it's new and you can use players that you haven't you know really bought before um, that you haven't bought before in FPL. So again, I'm looking forward to do some content um, and obviously on the pod as well, Max. Um, but yeah, all all set up in terms of FPL um, for this week. I feel I feel like I've got a bit more. Um, Bit more leeway maybe than you in terms of in terms of transfers are you are you worried about fielding tan max are you happy with with the tan um i'm definitely worried because i feel like even that extra player can make the difference and some of the players that i feel like people might be might be adopting if players like salah have returned i'm going to be in trouble but at least i don't have to worry about bruno Bruno for one week and I can take <laughs> I can yeah. take a rest from him <laughs> but yeah um it's it is what it is I've got 10 players um I've, I think Captain Son might help me out so it's a Son return and it could could cover that lack of one player but some of the fixtures aren't amazing so for example some of the players I've got playing like size who's playing Tottenham I mean that's but the other fixtures I feel are quite are quite decent for me so if they go my way I think I, I could be all right but we'll have to see on that yeah, and I think it's what I have noticed though, um, in, in terms of the community FPL community this week is that um some are going to great lengths to field eleven players and, and I have already seen my uh, minus four, minus eight, and even minus twelve hits to I don't see yeah, I don't understand that to be honest, because yeah, I mean 
I understand it if for the double game week and wait, or even the, like, you know that like, the triple game week with um, United. But when they're playing one game, that means you're going to need them to do, depending on what player you're transferring in, to do considerably well to to, to make up that point. So yeah, I guess it, everyone floats a boat and everyone plays the game differently. So you you got to understand them. Um, not everyone follows the same same path. Yeah, I think I agree in 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 the in the sense that because it's not a double game week, is it worth attacking? Um, possibly not. Now, yeah, I, I think minus four is probably the most I'd go to. Um, and, and that would give me 11. Um, and I'm obviously I'm happy with 11 because they've all got great fixtures anyway. But I could see your sort of, you know, frame of mind where you're like, well, it's not a double and and I've already got 10 points yeah, and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it makes, if it's a minus four, okay, you could make that, if you get the correct captain choice or the, the player gets a couple of goals, then you've made that up. But once you get into like the minus eight and above, it's, and they've only got a single game week, it is starting to, it starts to cause a bit more problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean. It's a, it's a risky one for me. Yeah, and this obviously the, the ceiling isn't high, is it? It's not. It's not as obviously. It's not as high as the the, the double game week either. So it, it's like you you got to look at it at minus four. But saying that, I mean, if it's a player that's not playing anyway, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a lot a lot to consider um, in a blank game week, especially when the blank game week involves um, the you know these 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 big big teams as well. Um, but yeah, it was great, uh, great catching up with Max this week, um, and obviously a lot to look forward to um, in terms of content um, for me and you going forward. You better start getting that draft together, Max, on the, uh, the Euros. You don't know how long it took me to decide what my FPL team is. Never mind with players that I'm not too familiar with and from other countries. So yeah, it's going to be exciting, and it's going to have. I think having a break in between will be important because it'll take me quite a long time and probably quite a, a few other people from the FPL community it'll take quite considerable time to actually decide on what players that you want to go for. So, yeah, all, all look, looking forward to it and good fun and great to catch up again, Lewis. Yeah, um, again, thanks for thanks for joining me, Max, and, and, and that says for episode seven. Um, again, uh, a busy, busy week next week. Um, only, you know two two game weeks left now um after this one so looking ahead it's it's gonna be a tough one to sort of arrange a pod around because we've got um we've got two game weeks in one week so um but I'm sure we'll be back um again again next week and we'll and we'll get it all sorted. So again thanks thanks again Max it's good to catch up and I'll uh, see you soon mate. See you soon mate. Cheers.